Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls all around the world. It's once again time for the Wildcast, episode number 119. I am one of your hosts, Josh, joined with me as always. By the one who was on time tonight, trying Second. to get everything going. You trying to trying to get everything tired going. Boy. You you have like literally one job, and that's show up, Brandon. If we don't count everything yeah, else yeah, you during yeah, the week. Yeah. And for the sake and of the argument, we're not going to count all that. <laughs> but yes, yes, I either way. I, I, I caught up Happy in Friday, everybody. Like Anyway, so yeah, we're here, and um, yeah, I guess um, got a few things to discuss. It will not be a very long show tonight, <laughs> but, but we're doing we're here. It. So even when we're completely exhausted and drained, we're still here mm-hmm. doing it. That's why we're this here tonight, because we Josh is exhausted and drained. But he is a trooper. Anyway, so we don't really have time for niceties. Um... <laughs> uh, that, that 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 joke would not go over well with today, today's audience. Uh, but so, like, we're going to just like uh, today's audience is the same as every other audience in history. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was uh, going to say that you were. I said uh, I was going to say that you were a little uh, tardy, but I was going to throw the re in front of it. Well, I but I don't think that would go well with uh, some people. Yeah, because they'd be like, "It only happened once for Josh," in all fairness, when I'm not able to make the show is because I am working. Yes, that medical is true. sucks, man. Medical absolutely sucks. And the only times I miss the show is when I absolutely can't. And I think there was actually one time um, I took an extended break at work so we could do the show. Yeah. Like, uh, because I was working like back to back, like almost like 80 hour weeks at one point. And um, I told him, I was like, yeah, listen, guys, you guys are taking away from my Friday night. So I'm going to be in the car from seven to eight. And then I had to go back to work. Oh, that was quite the episode. But anyway. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Didn't someone try to get my attention at work while I was doing the show? Yeah. <laughs> they learned really quick. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, the memories. Oh, man. And despite my demeanor, I have not a single write-up at my job. No offenses, no nothing. I'm actually very highly praised at my job. As moody as I can be at times. Uh, but either way, moving on from us and our exhaustion and work lives and all that stuff. Um, there's been a few things that have actually come up this week in film. First off, um, we've discussed this before, why people are so afraid of certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even in 2023, homophobia is still a massive massive thing it's like if not homophobia definitely a severe intolerance towards the um you know towards it uh towards the homosexuality in general um the last of us came out episode three yeah yeah the episode three of the last of us 
centered mm-hmm. around Frank and Bill, who in the video games, you would not know that they were lovers. There's um Frank is given an entire episode when in the uh, game uh, he's only mentioned. Uh, and you see him, but you see him when he's hanging from like a rafter or something. That's how you that's how you meet Frank. You, you hear mm-hmm. about him, but that's how you meet him. And there's an option where you can read a note. And I think if I'm, if I remember, it's been a few years since I played the game, but because the game came out in like 20, 2013, I think. Um, but there's an option, I believe, where you can pick up a note and hand it to Bill. And if you do that, that is when Bill reads the note and you find out, in fact, that they were in a relationship. So that's the only that's the only thing that we have of Bill and Frank in the game. Now, in the episode, it's a 75-minute episode dedicated to these two. I think it's 75 minutes, right? Something or is it like only 60 minutes? One. It was a long episode. Yeah. Um, but it's dedicated to uh, the storyline behind Frank and Bill. Uh, and people have just attacked this, this episode, talking about how we don't need that in our faces, this, that, the other thing. And all I can all I can say and think of is I really hope that these people stick around for, and I, well, first off, I, want, I hope this show goes into another season. Mm-hmm. I hope the show expands on more of the game's universe because if that happens, there's going to be a lot of pissed off people, very uncomfortable watching Ellie have a relationship with women. Yeah, because Ellie, surprise, surprise, in the game is gay. Um, so they're going to have plenty of it, like you know, crammed down their throats. Uh, for <laughs> for a little bit, um, but yeah, I don't it's, remember it's, it's, it's if it's the ladies, it's hot, so it's okay. You know the whole um, the whole tit for tat thing. I, I I don't get it. Like this is acceptable, this is not. Like um, you and I were talking uh, this morning, earlier this morning, mm-hmm. about the movie Kids. Yeah. That movie is absolutely critically acclaimed. People talk about how they watched this movie when they were younger, and it's such a great movie. Except me. Then two years ago, Cuties comes out. Was it two? Two years ago? Yeah, it's been a couple of years. Whatever it was. Huh? I said, yeah, it's been a couple of years. It's like, hold on. Let me search for the last time people were calling me uh, you know, really awful things just for watching a movie. Yeah. But um, I remember someone someone on Facebook, I saw like talk, talk about how, and this is a person who I, I mentioned on this movie group that I was going to watch Cuties so we could discuss it on our show. Mm-hmm. You and I both were going to watch it to discuss it on the show. Yeah. And... How many t- how many comments did you see on my post where I was being called a pedophile for watching this movie? People, um, many many I saw some of those very same people, huh? I said I was saying, saying I saw many comments where people uh, made speculations about your uh, predispos- predispositions for. Oh know, yeah, a lot of people called you a pedo. And you know, like that's that's what cracks me up because there are a few people that kind of gave me shit that are still in the group that I saw not too long ago talk about the movie Kids, and I'm thinking like Kids is so much worse. Kids mm-hmm. starts off, and as I said in our conversation earlier today, 
kid starts off with a 13-year-old girl having sex, and she's only wearing her training bra. Yeah, you don't see anything from below the waist, thankfully, but it's like it's it's not a comfortable scene to you know open a movie on, because uh, that is the opening scene of kids. Uh, and then towards the end, you have a character who pretty much rapes a woman, uh, rapes a, 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 a not a woman, a girl, and takes your pants off. And you see everything from the waist down. At the time, that actress was seventeen years old coming that scene. Those are kids. Cuties, they're kids too, but if the if the thing that's going to set you off is girls twerking, which is not comfortable to watch at all, um, but we had to watch it for our show to discuss it. Uh, yeah, I don't prefer to ever really see either one of those two movies again. I don't think I ever will. Um, I have no reason to and no interest in doing so. But it's one of those deals where this tit for tat, oh, this is acceptable because it's critically acclaimed, but this is mass outrage. If kids came out today, there'd be a shit ton of outrage over it. There would be this disgusting, vile movie that no one, no one would want to watch. And if you watch it, you're, I guess, a pedophile. I, I don't know. It'd be the same shit. But I guess because of it being a product of its time, it's uh, grandfathered into being a good movie. Hmm. I don't know. It's hard to say. <clears throat> But there's that. And there's one more thing I do want to say before I cut it over to you. Uh, everybody, happy Black History Month. Uh, we've uh, we've been in it for a few days now. But um, yeah, we are on day, what, today the third? Today is the Fourth. third. Third. So we're three days in. So happy Black History Month, everybody. Hope you watch some movies and learn a little bit about black history. And uh, yeah, that's what I got. Does um does it count if I watched a Bill Murray movie? I don't know if it's me or if it's you or what, but it just sounds like you're breaking up here, like it's like robotic. Give me a second here. It's you. It is definitely you. Uh, I don't know what the hell. Like I've got like plenty of service. Uh, I've got full service here. A second. I'm so terrified to switch this over to um. Wi-Fi. You start using the actual uh, laptop and uh, or desktop and get a camera for it already. Mm -hmm. Wired okay. connections, man. That's where it's at. And we lost them. And we brought them back. Resurrected. I guess we're kind of still a couple of ways, uh, a couple of months away from that holiday. But yeah, um, yesterday was Groundhog Day. Again. So I watched Groundhog Day. You know, there's a lot of. Oh, gosh, there's a lot of a lot of Christmas movies out there, a lot of Halloween movies of. So, so they're they're called seasons, right? You know, you watch them for the season. I'm gonna watch Christmas movies for the Christmas season. Yes, yes, I am one of those people, and I say it exactly like that every year. I'm going to watch Halloween movies during October. Yeah, yeah. Again, 
I say it just like that every time I talk about it. But when we get these little one-off holidays, I'd like to I'd like to think that we should take a little time and watch the movie that's dedicated to them. So yesterday, I watched the Harold Ramis classic. Yeah, Harold Ramis classic. Groundhog Day. Yeah. Turned it on for the kids. And yeah, it still holds up. It's what, 30 years old this year? Yeah, yeah, it's um it's an old movie. Um it's, it's still an amazing movie. And Andy McDowell looks amazing in that as always, so it's uh it, I don't know why every year I watch it. <clears throat> because I watch it every year, of course. You have to. Um every every year I watch it. I always get surprised by just how dark it actually is. Oh yeah, no, it's it's a very sad movie. Like it, it's if at its core, it's a very depressing movie. It's hysterical, but I mean, just imagine like how long it took for Bill Murray to learn everyone's name, everything about their lives, learn how to play piano, learn that uh, like that card trick of flawlessly getting cards in a hat across the room. I mean, ice sculpting. Yeah, yeah, all of it. I mean, French. I mean, it, it got funny all the times that he tried to die. That that part was hysterical. Mm-hmm. But um, but then like with a homeless man, no matter what he does, no matter what he does with a homeless man, that is that man's night to die. That's when he's going to die. So he ends up resigning himself to knowing that this is this man's last night on earth. So he takes him out for dinner. I wonder. I I just that thought that you're living the same day over and over again, and then you find somebody whose last day it is, do you, you know, continue to actively, you know, try to get yourself out of this time loop? Or, you know, do you essentially make this guy live forever with you on the last day of his life? I mean, the the guy was in poor health. I would just, like, let him put himself out of his misery. I mean, I, I don't know. It's like, it's... That guy was really the homeless guy. He was sick, man. He was coughing yeah. and everything else. Like, I mean, he was he was in bad shape. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd make him uh, live like that forever. But, I mean, I would I would go insane waking up to "I Got You, Babe" by Sunny and Cher every single morning. At least you'd know it's time to wake up. Yeah, it pissed me off. I mean, I wake up to the same less than Jake song every day, so. At least it's not Creed. You know, <laughs> you know you, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, I started thinking if, if improv groups, you know, were really, you know, thinking about it. Instead of doing the, we're going to improv a song, give us a styling and da 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 they would just make every 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 uh, song a Creed song. Oh God! Well, it's because Creed is an original. Um, the guy took his vocal cues from the Swedish Chef from the Muppets. Um, <laughs> like they, they play the same, they play the same chords over and over and over again in every song. Uh, the only parts that are actually acceptable in those songs are when you actually hear the guitar riff when he's actually using the pick. And you know, that's the only time it's actually worth listening to because he has some amazing 
uh, guitar work. But outside that, it's just like it's the same stuff over and over again to me. And then mm-hmm. someone like uh, Scott Staff, like he's not a good singer. He's really not. Um, <laughs> Remember the time he challenged Fred Durst to a boxing match? Oh, and Fred Durst was ready to go. <laughs> I, I'm like, all right, we have some musical heavyweights ready to go at it in the ring. Well, I mean, here's here's the difference between Fred Durst and Scott Stapp, okay? Fred Durst, he will actually get into a fight with men. Scott Stapp, he will get into a fight with women. Half his size. I would love to see that fight. I would love to see that happen. Just for the beat your ass factor. But I believe uh, Stapp actually ended up... Um, being diagnosed with uh, being bipolar or schizophrenic or so I forget what it was, but it's something pretty bad. Um, that was left untreated for years. But on top of that, alcoholism because he was a heavy drinker while he was the lead of while he was the frontman for this Christian rock band. Yeah, I was gonna say um, Christian rock band. <laughs> uh, while he was also beating his wife behind the scenes. Uh, yay, Christianity! Yeah. <laughs> He hears the world chaos. Oh God! He hears the you know, podcast. And, and then when they cut, co- when when Creed covered one of my favorite songs, "The Last Kiss," I was so pissed off. It shouldn't be because that was Pearl Jam. No, no, Creed covered it too. At one of their concerts, one of the concerts I was dragged out to, Creed actually covered "The Last Kiss." I was so pissed off. Like I already, I already didn't like Creed to begin with, but this is like a uh, 2003, I think 2002, 2003. I go to this concert, and then I hear that it's like now Pearl Jam, they did a great job covering the Last Kiss. Pearl Jam did an awesome job, um, but I heard two covers that absolutely pissed me off: uh, the Last Kiss and "I'm 18" by Alice Cooper. Because each time, like this is pretty much what he sounded like. Like, dude, you can open your mouth when you sing. <laughs> was that supposed it's to be okay. Scott Stepp or Eddie Vedder? No, that was Scott Stepp. Eddie Vedder is just like, you can at least understand him with uh, The Last Kiss. That's the one so you can really understand him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we are not talking about anything film related at all right now outside of Fred Durst being a director of film uh, <laughs> well no Creed was on his soundtrack <laughs> they've all had music videos uh, which took <laughs> Jesus <laughs> yeah I mean Creed I guess Creed is a band they're all good actors because they act like they're actually good, a good band so well, the rest of the band, minus Scott Stapp, went on to form Alter Bridge. Oh, that's right. Or still touring. Yeah. Without Scott Stapp. Yeah. Alter Bridge isn't much better. Ah, I'm I'm sure they're like on the tour bus. Like, remember when we were Creed and made like billions of dollars? Yeah, remember that guy that always wore a tank top that was ten sizes too small for him? Like <laughs> He's got the tribal cross in his arm. <laughs> Scott Stapp is a quintessential late 90s rock guy. Uh, let's just, can we say like late 90s wannabe rock guy? That guy had about as much talent singing Creed as a drunk guy at a karaoke bar does. 
And he was the singer for Creed. I've heard drunk people actually match him in voice at karaoke. I have mocked Creed at karaoke by barely even moving my mouth when I sing their songs. Then I have people applauding me saying, oh, my God, you sound just like him. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> I was going for more more for the Swedish chef, but yay. <laughs> Dude, you sound just like Creed. You want to fight or something? Is that what you're trying to do here? <laughs> I mean, you know what? At least it's like not like Nickelback where it sounds like he's trying to take a shit every time he sings. <laughs> I mean... <clears throat> Create a Nickelback. That would be my hell, back-to-back, all day long. <sighs> anyway, come away from music, because we are the Wadcast. Although music is, I guess, like the W in Oddcast. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it has to be written, right? Yep. Yeah. I don't, did Creed ever really write their songs? Or they just go out there and start singing something one day, and like, you know... After they got famous, everyone forgot their music because their music's that forgettable. And then they would just like wrote down their own lyrics really quick and then release a CD. That's what I was saying. When when it comes to that particular style, it, it doesn't take much thought. You can just freestyle <laughs> the songs and you know, uh take a look. Um hold on. We have bottle something about Jesus. It's half empty. That's Creed. Uh, are we are we singing while we're drinking something? Well, to the sound of Creed, I can do that. You know, John, John the chat is uh, favorite soundtrack. To bring, bring this back around to our wheelhouse for us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will do this, but let me try this really quick since we're making fun of Creed here. Um, here is there there. They earned the green tea that I like. It tastes really good. Jesus. I swear, though, it goes right down my throat and goes into my gut. Okay, moving on. Uh, enough Creed. We spent way too much time on Creed tonight. Um, for an episode that was like a half hour <laughs> late. Uh, you and I are just like going balls to ball against Creed here. So let's just move on from Scott Staff and everyone else. Alter Bridge, guys, I'm joking. You're mostly okay. Um, now, and people are allowed to like what they like. So let's and they are allowed to like what they like. I just don't really care for Creed or Alter Bridge or Nickelback. Um, but anyway, uh, moving Jonathan, on. What there, is your favorite soundtrack? What is your my favorite, favorite film soundtrack? My favorite soundtrack, I would honestly have to say um, Funny People. Now, there's older soundtracks I really love. Okay. I love the sound, like I love the soundtrack to uh, analyze this, uh, and you know, by Harold uh, uh, Ramis's film, uh, Ghostbusters actually has some good music on it. But my alt, like I would have to say, Top Gun, just because of some of the things that are on it. I, I really like the music on the Top Gun soundtrack. But right now, largely, Funny People is my all-time favorite soundtrack because I think Judd Apatow really has a talent for getting the music to absolutely match the feeling for what is happening in each scene in his movies. He does a great job with it. And I think funny people for being an adaptation of a loose adaptation of the great Gatsby did a phenomenal job with the soundtrack choices. What about you, Josh? Oh gosh. So many, uh, nothing. Creed. What's that? <laughs> I'm joking. Go ahead. I said, nothing. Creed. Go ahead. You know what? I don't think, my favorite anything has Creed in it. 
So I uh, chalk up another one for the podcast. Um, <laughs> let's see. There's always be my maybe. Okay. Because uh, it's got those tracks from Hello Peril. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Randall Parks, you know, and best believe a punch Keanu Reeves. It's like yeah, that that got me into the whole genre of music. That that jazzy hip hop thing. It was pretty pretty rad. Yeah. And then. Uh, Another soundtrack that kind of brought things to my attention was 10 Things I Hate About You with uh, Letters to Cleo and St. Oh, yeah. Ferris. yeah. No, they actually had some good stuff on that uh, soundtrack. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Cruel to be Kind was uh, really good. Your, your Winter, Sissel Hazel was uh, pretty good. And yeah, they had a few things I on that. I want you to want me the cover. Yep. Yeah. Was an, it was actually okay. That was a decent cover. Yeah. <laughs> How about the soundtrack for the Batman? Just something in the way on repeat the entire time. Not really, but that 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 was pretty much the entire movie, though. The for the bat, yeah, the Batman, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I had to differentiate because I'm like, wait, Batman. There was a lot of that was Prince. No, 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 no! I'm talking about I'm talking about the uh, the newest one, the Robert Pattinson the one. Batman. Yes. Uh, the entire movie, it's just like the theme was not the Batman theme; it was something in the way by Nirvana. Just the strumming two chords. That was the that was the music for almost the entire damn movie, constantly. That was the musical theme. I just I I don't get it. Like I mean, I thought the movie was pretty good. I I was hesitant to watch it, but I enjoyed it. I uh, just I. <laughs> I, I remember seeing something on Facebook about uh, seeing uh, the Batman soundtrack in symphony or an orchestra. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. We'll get to hear something in the way of repeat for three hours. All right. <laughs> you said uh, two chords, right? Batman. 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 Hey, Samuel. Batman. Play Something in the Way by Nirvana. Oh, don't do that. Something in the Way by Nirvana on Amazon Music. Thank you, Samuel L. Jackson. Here comes the Batman. Hey, Samuel, stop. That's all it was. That's all it was. Forrest Gump soundtrack was really good. A lot of it. Oh, no, Forrest Gump. I actually didn't think that, that was really good. But you know what cracks me up with those uh, movies that take place around like the Vietnam era? No, I know Forrest Gump takes place over like years and decades, but everybody all... loved Credence. Uh, Credence, uh, <laughs> if not Credence, it was like Ball of Confusion by uh, the Temptations. Temptations yeah. There, there. I mean, there's like there's very specific songs that people use when they want to convey Vietnam. Fortunate son, like, and it's just like. It, I know that they want to try to keep with the music of that time and that era. I get that. I do. But everybody was listening to the same radio station. I know. And at I, the same I get, time. And I get the time. Like, you know, the radio had very limited music for that time that really spoke out about Vietnam, but it didn't. They were like, look at all of, um, what do you call it? Doors, um, yeah. Yeah, the doors. Uh, there is so much music that discussed and dissected Vietnam, but they, all, all these movies, they stick to like this limited range. 
you know, to get that feeling out there. You hear the same thing over and over again in those in these movies. Uh, well, it was a decade that was, you know, very much defined by the music in it. Yes, but there there was a uh, there was a, an independent film I was watching. Like it was a short film, but it was about a guy that was trapped while fighting the Viet Cong. Um, and of all songs, I was thinking like once music kicked in, I read the description of the, of the movie before I watched it. I'm like, oh, this is going to be Chris Clearwater Revival. Nope. The guy put in the song The Rooster by Alice in Chains. And I got to say, it actually, it, it fit. Now, I don't think the guy could ever make money because I know sure as hell he definitely most likely did not have permission for Alice in Chains to use The Rooster. Um, although I feel like they would appreciate it because that song was very much about the guy's dad in Vietnam and his experiences in coming home from Vietnam. Um, but it fits. He didn't use the vocals or anything like that. He just used the music. And I recognize music. I'm like, oh my God. Like it, it just added so much tension to the scene, knowing exactly what song it was and looking at everything happening around him. Um, I'll have to find this movie. I'll send it to you. So it was, it's on YouTube somewhere. It was really good, yeah, but, music, um, music can be awesome. No. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, no soundtracks are everything when it comes to movies. I think one of my favorite scenes from a uh, music based scene, um, in a movie that's not a musical is probably Southland tales. Okay. When uh, Justin Timberlake does the all the things that I've done from the Killers. Okay. That that uh, um, music number type bit in the arcade, it's very surreal, very trippy, and fits the mood of uh, the the film perfectly. It hits. It has so much atmosphere, especially when he's just staring in the camera like. And that was the moment that I was like, <laughs> I think I'm a Justin Timberlake fan now. Well, what? What did that happen? Do that person do that impression again? I'm not a performer. Let me hit record. The, the, the purpose of the show is record. That's what yeah, we're but, doing. Uh, yeah, but I need this one section. So uh, stop yapping and get to it. Oh, God. God, dude. Like, what the hell? Don't ask much of you. I just has to be punctual and be on time. Like, you know, it happens at night. You got to stop. I'm a little turned on now. Like, this is kind of doing... Down boy. This is, like, really... Listen, man. All right? Family show. Stop being sensual. Josh, stop. Stop. <laughs> okay? Like, if I had, a, like, a squirt bottle and I had, like, a thing over my screen, I'd, uh... Squirt you, but uh, See, I John, can't. John in the chat says, creepy. And strangely <laughs> enough, I don't know if he's talking about me or you. Probably both. <laughs> we are a team. <laughs> we hear the guy say he would not want to approach you at a bar. <laughs> Josh, don't look. Don't mind him. He's just trying to get free drinks. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, uh. Remember when, remember when I used to do this show after a few drinks? I remember I stopped, you doing the show during a few drinks. I mean, I still do once in a while, but the thing is, I actually used to come into the show on a Friday night back where I worked the morning shift. I would have a few drinks, really? and then, you know. So, 
But anyway, going back to everything, uh, <laughs> what are we doing? We are doing what we do best, which is just random stuff. Um, so moving on with things. Um, now, there's some other stuff that actually happened this week. Um, you know, one second. Let me actually pull this up here. I had this pulled up as one of these. This one. Yes. Okay. It was the talking point I wanted to bring up because I mentioned it to you earlier this morning. That's who it was. Okay. That's right. All right. Um, we lost mm -hmm. a, uh, what I consider a horror icon because he worked on two of my favorite franchises, Halloween and Ghostbusters. Uh, he passed away yesterday. Uh, George P. Wilbur. Stuntman, actor, you know, really cool dude. Got to meet him a few times. Like I told you, they're really nice guy, but passed away yesterday. So, yeah. Rest in peace, George P. Wilbur. That's sad. I was pretty, yeah, I was actually pretty bummed about that. Like, he was, um, he wasn't just a hell of a stuntman in his career. He was also, like, the times I met him, he was a really cool dude. Really nice guy. Easy to talk to. Would spend time actually just, you know, shooting the shit. Really great dude. Uh, got to meet him at, uh, I think, a horror convention and then another horror convention, but this one I was working. Uh, so just got a little bit more time to really just talk and chat and shoot the shit with him. Uh, but yeah, he passed away yesterday morning. Uh, I know George P. Wilbur. Why don't you list some of uh, the things go that Googling? he's... Uh... Well, I'm familiar most of, what I'm familiar most with, with him is uh, Halloween 4 and 5, I believe. And uh, he was also in, like one of the stuntmen for Ghostbusters. You look it up his IMDb and his list of uh, achievements. Um, not exactly. Oh, no, I, I, that's the wrong button for sure. Um, <laughs> but um, we'll click. Uh, no, no, we'll click this. And what are you clicking? You know what I'm clicking. <laughs> The mouse. Uh, get your head out of the gutter. I, I wasn't even. I meant like, what are you clicking? I was in like a, a link, Josh. My lord. You know, usually you're the one that reels us in and keeps us family friendly to an extent. We're, ne we're never family friendly, but you know. Um, you know what? That takes preparation. Tonight, I didn't get any. No, no, you uh, you woke up, rolled over, and went to work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> That's why uh, I don't know if you heard it, but when you were uh, getting set up for our show, I was playing um, "Calling in Sick" by Weird Al Yankovic. I did hear that. Okay, and uh, <laughs> that was for you. Thank you. So, but anyway, so uh, um, hold on, hold on. Talk okay. about this guy. Talk about this guy. We want to give him a eulogy. Well, this just isn't working out the way I'm wanting it to. So I'm going to have okay, to move this over here. 
And then we're going to... There we go. That's the guy. Yep, that's him. So, rest in peace, George P. Wilbur. I pressed a button. I did something yep. wrong here. Yeah, that's him. Um, yeah, uh, like I said, like you know, got to, I got to meet him a few times. He's a really, really cool dude. Um, I was actually uh, just about as bummed with his passing as I was when uh, Steve Dash passed away. Um, Steve Dash is another actor that portrayed a horror icon in Jason Voorhees in uh, Friday the 13th part two. So, and he was actually, he grew to be a buddy of mine. He knew my friend Rick Mayo who passed away about 10 years ago, but through Rick, I got to have a conversation with Steve and I ended up actually being able to really meet the guy and just sit down and have a conversation with him. Great dude. When he passed away, I was actually really bummed about that. You know, I was so happy to have like Jason Voorhees send me like happy birthday messages on Facebook or, you know, just wishing me well and same, same in return. He was a really cool guy. So with uh, George Wilbur like that, that actually really upset me a little bit. Like um, he was such a nice guy. It's a shame to hear that he passed away. So. But yeah. Um and speaking of passing away, can we uh, can we address something really quick? I, I finally, finally. I looked dead on the inside. I watched everything in um, Black Panther two. I watched it. Okay, yeah, it only took four months, but sure. I, I haven't had time. I've been like a dude, like the <laughs> everything else. Like me watching a single movie uh, hasn't really happened. Oh come much. on, come um, on! But. I still want to say that it was a mistake not to recast uh, Chadwick Boseman as amazing an actor as Chadwick Boseman was and what he did for that role. I, I still look at that as being a mistake and not recasting the character. The, the movie was good. The movie was good. It touched quite a bit on grief, loss, and everything else, uh, coping. Um, I just... To have an actor actually pass away and to have a character that they portrayed pass away off screen, I look at that as being, I don't know. The Black Panther was a character they set up, because of Chadwick Boseman, he built a whole entire world through his character and his portrayal as T'Challa that I just watched the movie and like, God yeah, sure. He's a new Black Panther. That's that, that's fine. Like, you know, she, you know, she did the same thing that uh, she has almost the exact same character arc as Black Panther did in uh, Civil War, where she's out for vengeance. She's out for blood. Like the second her, the second you know, her mom dies, like she is out for blood against uh, Namor. Like, you know, she's ready to kill him. And she says the same thing that Black Panther said at the end of Civil War, where. Um, but it was like a little, it's a little a flip version where she says, vengeance has consumed us. But we cannot let it consume our people. You know, and uh, what was that? I think Civil War, he says, uh, vengeance has consumed you. When he's talking to, um, I can't think of the character's name. Uh, but he says, 
but I'm uh, done letting it consume me. Like I, I like the, I like the uh, the the switch of that. I really did. I thought that was good, but it just felt like completely writing out T'Challa, who had so many stories to tell. You could have still eventually made Shuri the next, you know, Black Panther because that does happen. Yeah, I just I think that I think they just kind of. I don't know. I, I felt like they did more did more disrespect to um, Chadwick Boseman's memory by just doing what they did. As far as like he died off screen, here's a quick funeral. Time to move on now. We're gonna deal with the grief and all that stuff, but you know, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like it's just, I like the original concept of what they were going to do for the Black Panther. And, um, yeah, it's just like, it just felt like it, it could have been a hell of a story to tell with that character. And I mean, here's the other, uh, here's the other side of that coin. Um, William Hurt passed away. Who played Thunderbolt Ross, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he passed away, uh, this past year and they've already recast that character with, Harrison Ford. Right. Now, William Hurt is not a major player. It has not been in the MCU. He played the antagonist in, well, the antagonist in crime. Well, I don't know. What would you consider him in The Incredible Hulk? Would you consider him like an antagonist or would you consider him like, I guess, like the antagonist for the first half of the movie and then Abomination, the antagonist for the second half of the movie? He's definitely a foil. So uh, yeah, he's he's not he's not a good guy in any he's in his own mind he's good, um, but when he passed away, they're going to replace him with Harrison Ford so he could do the Thunderbolts. Mm-hmm. Um, Harrison Ford, I guess, is going to be like the Red Hulk. But I'm looking at this thinking like, well. I mentioned someone in a movie group, like, well, I don't see why they would replace this character, but not this character. Like, oh, well, because he was in all these movies and William Hurt wasn't like William Hurt was. William Hurt was a constant throughout the MCU in the first uh, couple phases. He's He's been there throughout. Like, he was the, like, one of the big bads in The Incredible Hulk. He had, uh, was he, he had a few scenes, like, cut in throughout, you know, a few times. But uh, he was the other big bad, so to speak, I guess, in um, Civil War. Like the, I guess, the co-partner to being like the bad guy because he was like he was like their he was their obstacle. He was the one like getting away with a few things. He was there in Infinity War. Excuse me. So he's he's been there for he's been there for a few films, and he's actually had more time on screen than Chadwick Boseman did. If not, probably just about the same amount. What? Chadwick Boseman. He had time on screen. He was he was pretty prominent throughout Civil War. Uh, he was uh, there in Infinity War. He showed up at the end of um, what is it? Uh, Endgame at the very end. So he might have a little bit more screen time, but William Hurt and Chadwick Boseman. I look at them as pretty much being of the same importance to the MCU. William Hurt was like pulling strings from the government. 
Chadwick Boseman wasn't really pulling strings. I'm sorry, Chadwick wasn't pulling strings. He was just more like the um, off doing his own thing in Wakanda kind of deal. Mm-hmm. He's there to help when he can. William Hurt oh, is... Their screen time was similar. Let me see real quick. Google A. Our crack research team, Brandon, <laughs> putting in the work here. Yep, making sure we're we're accurate in his name ramblings. I might be wrong. I'm probably wrong. Let's see. Listen, how many times have we said something we had to correct ourselves afterwards? Never. Constantly. Oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> I get the two mixed up. So I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we are uh, looking up the the screen times for uh, T'Challa versus General Thunderbolt Ross. So one time we got this cover came in handy, but they don't have what I need. All right, you talk to the kids. I'll I'll do some research. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just need to find out. Um, I'm curious because I don't mind being wrong ever. I actually enjoy being wrong. But yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. Anyway, everyone. Um, <clears throat> that's really it. Um, I'm trying to think. There was another topic I had to bring up, and I can't remember what it was. It was something. Probably nothing important, but then most times that we talk about certain subjects on the show, they're not really important. They're just kind of, you know, shooting the shit. And we did spend way too much crime, uh, yeah, way, way too much time going on about Creed earlier, that we gave Creed way too much uh attention i don't regret it because they're fun to make fun of so yeah um josh unmute yourself i need you to chime in here i don't really know what to talk about without you i get lost without you oh it's nice to feel to feel needed <laughs> let me you know what let me let me ask our third co-host here hey samuel Okay. What are some hot topics in the film industry this week? I don't know that. Samuel has well, Samuel, Samuel's loose. He's completely useless. Anyway, so. All right, so. Barely, I'm going into the comments here because I'm a. Uh, uh, John, uh, John, thank you very much. I'm so sorry that I'm a. Uh, <laughs> not trying to ignore you i was like uh trying to do some brief research here 
So I'm prepared to be completely wrong with this, but I'm, I'm still I still feel like they should have cast T'Challa regardless. I so. have the answer. Okay, go ahead. What were the uh, what were the comparisons in screen time? I'm sure I'm dead wrong. T'Challa has. Hold on, let me uh, pull his up again. I mean, T'Challa also had his own movies, so there's that too. One hour, four minutes, and forty-five seconds over four films. That's it. Of on-screen time. Okay, and what about uh, General Ross? William Hurt has over four films, a combined total of 18 minutes, 45 seconds of screen time. I mean, I wasn't far off then. Yeah, one <laughs> well over an hour and the other almost enough for a standard sitcom. Hey, you know what? I'm good with it. I still think they should have recast. Now, and the other thing is William Hurt uh, being recast by somebody. I mean, you know who I would have loved to see recast William Hurt? And it's not Harrison Ford. Is it me? It's Sam Elliott. Because oh. Sam Elliott played Thunder Thunderbolt Ross back in the Ang Lee uh, you know, in, uh, Hulk movie in uh, 2000. Three, um, and I gotta say, like Sam Elliott, he was pretty damn good in that role. Now I know he's a he's much older now because that movie's like you know twenty years old. And he was already old in that movie, but um, he was old in Roadhouse. I know, I know. God, <laughs> Roadhouse. But the thing is, is William Hurt was older when he played Thunderbolt Ross, so it's like I think that'd probably be a you know decent little. First off, a good callback. Mm -hmm. Second, Sam Elliott is it's it's come on, it's Sam Elliott. Harrison Ford's good too. I, I don't mind Harrison Ford. I just Sam Elliott is just in my mind a much better actor than Harrison Ford is. Well, yeah, Sam Elliott is an amazing actor. I mean, Harrison Ford is like the white Dwayne Johnson to me. He has like a limit. He's got like a limited thing, like things that he does in acting. I mean, think about it. He was never really, he never really was an actor before Star Wars. He wasn't. That was, that was so. Definitely. I mean. Early on had, in his career. Uh, like, Dwayne Johnson has, like, the eyebrow thing. And, like, he either looks like he's uh, trying to figure out whether it's, like, going to be, like, a fart or a shit. So he, he's trying to decide what he's going to do. Uh, he looks angry. Like, yeah, it's like one or two eyebrows. Uh, or he's got like that really big ass smile on his face. Like, there's really not a whole lot of a difference with uh, Dwayne Johnson. His acting is just like it's Dwayne Johnson and everything. Harrison Ford is the same to me. It's Harrison Ford and everything. And Harrison Ford, instead of eyebrows, he does this one thing. He's always like just that's his thing. He's always pointing at something. Witness. So, oh yeah, the witness. Uh, he, no, he shows some depth in that. But it's like even then, it's like I still look at Harrison Ford. I see Harrison Ford as Harrison Ford. Regarding um, Henry. Regarding him, it was pretty good too, but um, but there's like there's certain actors like I mean honestly like Adam, for me to say this it I would never in my teenage years ever expect the adult me to say this Adam Sandler has more depth than Harrison Ford does. Get off my plane! Yeah, I was waiting for that one. <laughs> I love that movie. And the thing is, is they put him up against Gary Oldman. They put him up against Gary Oldman, Air Force One. Gary Oldman, like Gary Oldman, stole the damn show. At least Gary but, um, 
He's entitled to the show. He is a show. If Gary Oldman was on this show, it'd be the Gary cast, not the Wadcast. We should never invite Gary Oldman on. <laughs> invite him on for like five seconds. <laughs> Welcome to the Wadcast. We have our guest, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's like, oh, hi. It's good to thank you, Gary. Okay. All right. Back uh, to the show. You get carried away here. <laughs> Bye, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Gary had to leave. <laughs> I was getting drawn in. Oh, Gary God. Oldman, please say more. And then we're actually going to reach out to Gary Oldman's, uh, you know, like you know, representation at some point. That he's going to be like, uh, uh-uh, I watch your show. I saw what you guys said. That he was so awesome. <laughs> and then we promised not to do it. We get him on the show, and then we. We, we get him on the show. We promise not to do it. We get him on the show, and then we still do it. We boot him off like the first five seconds of him being on the show. He's just I would too never do awesome. that. <laughs> Suddenly, the the sign in the in the top corner over there is like the Gary cast. It's like I didn't do that. It just happened. <laughs> Yeah, our screen starts like just shivering and everything else, and then it's like Gary Oldman taking over the entire thing. Anyway, um, oh shit, it is getting to that point. Um, well past that point, ladies and gentlemen, I gotta go. I have to get ready to go to work. Um, I really hate cutting the show off like uh, shorter than I intended to, but it was also later than I intended it to be. Um, yeah. Josh. Uh, yeah. All right. So I, I got to go. Either way. Um, listen, B Jacksman one ninety B Jacksman one nine eight two on um, Instagram, Twitter. I don't ever use Twitter, but you know, someday I will. Um, Facebook's just Brandon Junk. Yes, that's my real first and last name. I didn't choose it. My parents choose the name. I choose a nursing home. That's how it works for all of us. Uh, so that being the case, give me a follow. The Wadcast on Facebook, Wadcast, um, let's see, Facebook.com backslash Wadcast. Instagram's the same thing. Uh, you'll see this guy right here in the profile picture. Uh, give us a like, give us a follow, uh, chime in. Uh, yeah, that's really it. Everybody, please have a safe and happy uh, Friday night. Uh, John, I appreciate you chiming in greatly. I uh, appreciate you chiming in, buddy. Uh, you have a great night, sir. Everybody that listens to this later on, have a great night. Josh, you do your final uh, Full House-style thoughts that you do with that unbearable elevator music that you love so much. Uh, but I got to go. All right. Bye. Get out. I, I will. Yeah, do it. I No, he did it. Oh, well. Ah, let me just... Go to camera A here, which is basically just moving the camera. Okay, well, here we are. It's that time of day again. Time we say goodbye. But uh, before we head out, don't forget to go to watchyomedia.com. That has all the links that Brandon was talking about. It has all the merch stuff there, too. The links to the merch, like this cool hoodie. It says Watco Media. You could have one, too. Or you could have a shirt that says The Wadcast. 
or 1021 or TV dinners. It's all there. Check it out. So, um, cue the music. There we go. I want to once again thank everybody for showing up tonight and listening to us uh, just ramble and talk about all things writers, actors, directors it's been a fun night, it's been a crazy night I'll remember and uh, again, thank you everybody for joining us, if you're listening to us at a later date thank you for listening uh, to the podcast. but I'm going to close the show as I always do by delivering the message that I've delivered 118 times before. The only thing standing between you and your dreams is you. You gotta stop making excuses. If you wanna be a creator, be a creator. Guess what it takes? Start writing a pencil and paper, maybe a computer, any of those things to get your ideas out there into the world. That's what it takes. If you wanna be an actor, start acting. Find some lines. Start reciting it in front of a camera. A camera can be on a phone. It's okay. If you want to direct, a same phone. Start getting that footage. Start editing some footage. Do it. Just do it. There's nothing standing in your way except you telling yourself that you can't do it. You didn't go to film school, so. You, you didn't go to screenwriter school. Eh. But all it takes is just the slightest bit of effort to get you started on your journey. And all you have to do is be willing to do it. And that don't cost a thing. All right. So uh, this has been the Wadcast, Writers, Actors, Writers, Podcast, episode number 118, 19. This is 119. Whew. So remember, we'll be here each and every week, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, right here. Same podcast time. See, he's already calling me. He's not even listening to the message. That's how much he hates the music. He has to wait a minute, Brandon. So again, thank you for joining us. We will be back uh, next week, same time. Well, actually, a little bit earlier since... Somebody was late tonight. It was me. It was totally me. (laughs) We'll see you next week.